0: Alright, so today on our spaces, a uh, good friend of ours coming in. He has an NFT metaverse project. Uh, the NFT project's called Moonlight Owls. I guess the metaverse is called Creative Owls. He's also co host on the Mega and Creative Twitter spaces. That's uh, our good buddy Creative Owls. Uh, how you doing, man? How's it going today?
1: good man i'm excited to be here uh maybe give some some people some little insights about myself and uh you know what my project is about and what i'm trying to do for the community so i'm excited to be here man
0: well man uh yeah let us know a little bit about yourself and what got you into nfts and uh maybe what got you into cryptocurrency as well
1: yeah so i got into cryptocurrency probably about 2017, where I actually I didn't buy any crypto. I actually got into the stock side of things, and I bought a ton of GBT socks and uh, I just kind of let that rise where it was like a dollar 24, and I think I bought like 500 of them. And uh, I started seeing the value of crypto and it being adopted over the years. Uh, I have a good friend of mine who's actually uh, an investor within, um, you know, the venture capital space, and he was like, "Hey, E, like you're a content creator, like." You need to get hip on TikTok before TikTok got out. He was like, "You need to get hip on the NFT and crypto." And uh, I think we were um, we were in like Cabo, I think a year and a half ago. And he's just like, "Yo, I got to go to this room and I got to go buy this this image." And we're like, "Okay, whatever." We didn't think anything about it, but he ended up buying a a a bored ape actually uh, when it was like three thousand or something like that. And over the over the months, he was telling me, "Hey, you gotta check this out. This is what I'm doing." You need to be in the space, and I started seeing the value of what NFTs were and uh, what crypto was bringing to the market. And I actually started seeing these big brands started picking it up. And once I saw PayPal pick up cryptocurrency, that was kind of like the the big like, all right, it's time for me to get into it because uh, I see PayPal, everyone's doing transactions and paying with pay- with PayPal or Venmo. So that was kind of the the, the nod for me to kind of get into this uh, the crypto NFT space.
0: Yeah, when NF when when I first like started really noticing NFT it made zero sense, and it actually took quite some time for it to make sense to me. It probably took.
1: You're you're you're
2: rugging a little years. bit
0: on me. Um, I'm rugging. Hold on. Yeah.
2: How about now? A little better
0: all right well hopefully it doesn't crap out on me um yeah so when when uh when i first found out about nfts i was i was kind of clueless it took me about three or four weeks to really get an understanding about how it worked mm-hmm. uh, i'm glad i took the time though because uh i've got some of the best people i met some of the best people um i ever have you know it's one of the least toxic places that i think i've been able to talk to people about money in in my entire life
1: mm. Yeah, it's ah uh, money and crypto go hand in hand, right? And NFTs, um, you know, you never know what an NFT is anymore. I saw someone buy me. A, I bought a 3D uh, object environment that is now my metaverse environment, right? So people are selling every single type of asset you can think of now, and you can buy something that's digital that could be converted into a physical form. So it's growing pretty quickly in in the space of NFTs and And what people are are going to be able to do with it here in the future
0: so is this the first project that you've worked on
1: yeah absolutely uh i didn't decide to actually hop into uh twitter or nfts until like the very very last month of october i was kind of like debating it but i was like you know what let me just jump in here and let me try and uh i did what anybody that doesn't know what to do, right? This is a young owl story where I hopped in, got onto Instagram because I, I liked Instagram and started seeing if I can follow people and get people to follow me back and try to get some engagement. And I was getting engagement. I was getting followers, but it wasn't the right type of followers or the right type of audience for me. So I kind of try to switch up my scheme in marketing and try to start following people that are owl photographers in Instagram or for people that liked owls or drawing owls. And I got a good amount of following on Instagram but I wasn't getting conversions, right? I wasn't getting people to actually interact. And then I th- found out that Twitter was actually the mecca of NFTs, right? Uh, where people actually talk and collaborate and sell and trade and talk about their project. So when I came in here, I was like, man, what is going on? Who should I follow, right? So I started following some blue checks. And all, all, all the blue checks that I was following were saying, hey, I'm buying tonight. Uh, drop me your NFTs. And I was just spamming people left and right. Right. Uh, just trying to get noticed. And I realized after time, like, man, I'm, this isn't the right. This isn't the right way to do it. And then I, I kind of got into some spaces and started hearing some people out. And I really realized what the the NFTs really are, were about. And that's really about the community and, and, and building it together. And that's how you actually have success. And, and you're actually to, that's actually how you make an impact in, into the NFTs and how you get your project out there. Uh, word of mouth is good. Your brand, your reputation, all that stuff comes into play but the platform for it that I realized was actually Twitter.
0: Yeah. Go in the blue check marker. I mean, there are some blue check marks out there that are reliable and you can speak to, but for the most part, if you're just chasing blue check marks, uh, you're really kind of wasting time. You're better off talking to people that are in these spaces that have a thousand people that, that followed 500 people. You know, those are really the people that kind of could relate to you at ground level. Um, And then it's just word of mouth. You know, we all help each other. Mm -hmm. That's that's the important thing. You know, we we turn into our own little militia here. We don't have to have an army, but we have to have a militia. So what made you what made you decide to go with owls as opposed to any other type of animal? Do they hold some type of significance?
1: Yeah. Great question again, Elon. So my grandfather, uh, I look at him as like the wise owl in his house. He used to have owls all over the place. And he's an attorney. He's really wise. And and something about the owls with the wisdom kind of struck towards me. And uh, I I needed to figure out how I can interact that with like – my, like the brand i wanted to create but i also wanted to use the owls as inspirations to let people feel that they're wise and a lot and i usually work at night right where everything's kind of turned off and i'm burning that midnight oil so i'm a moonlight owl right I, that's that's the way i consider myself and other creators because i know a lot of people stay up late working so i consider those people uh owls right so that's where the owl kind of came into place with, with my grandfather and me thinking about Who's my peers? Who's my target audience? With with Owls or Creative Owls. So that's how you know the the project kind of came into play and why why I chose Owls. Um,
0: are you doing are you doing any type of coding yourself, or do you have somebody helping you with uh, generating these? And do you have to do any metaverse coding yourself, or is this all done through like a separate program? How, how does the whole whole thing work? Because it seems like there's much detail for someone like me to understand how the hell i would do a project like
1: oh yeah well uh, first and foremost this is not a generated art my art my owls are not generated these are all manually done with uh, adobe illustrator uh so that's how i create my owls i either change the color or actually change uh the eyes or change a little bit of features but try to keep the same um you know measurements and values in, in every single one of them so it's, it's a one-on-one project uh when i first got into this space i wasn't even realizing what minting was where you can mint on your website right that was way be- way beyond me for me to understand and then i started understanding what DApps were right uh but my my moonlight house i wanted to have a good price point but also provide a lot of utility into them but i also wanted to make sure if you're buying and you're spending about you know this much amount of money with 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 what i have it priced at i want you to make sure that you get what you what you're paying for and you're actually choosing the one that you want. I've minted before where I got really excited and it was really expensive and I got something that I didn't want or I didn't like. And I don't want that experience for anybody else. So that's why I decided to do a, some lazy minting uh, with OpenSea and, and test it out how it worked. Uh, a story for you, Elon, is that I first started doing it on Ethereum, right? Because I thought Ethereum was was kind of like the move because I was a young out, right? But I realized the gas comes into play every single time someone every time I list something or every time I uh, someone buys something there's always going to be a gas fee and, and that's a friction for for a new project right so I didn't want to have that friction and I really wanted to focus on the artwork and the community and the utility and and then eventually you know if it's reasonable for me to go to Ethereum it could be but I found such a great home within the Polygon community and I found all the perks that came with it which I was like man I'm definitely sticking with Polygon this is a great community and it's so new right and there's so much uh, so much things that are happening within the Polygon community. So it was just a no brainer for me to have my owls uh, in the Polygon community, but also not have the whole dApps and application uh, set up yet because I'm not there yet, right? Uh, eventually my next project, yes, I can maybe start doing some minting. But, uh, for now I, I, I'm really comfortable with the lazy minting. It allows me to do what I want to do. And just like all of us here that are content creators, uh, we you know we're, we're sometimes we're a one man band, right? So having an app developer would cost a lot of money. I would have to kind of go back and forth. And my goal is to just get my project out there and, and, and make a minimal viable product. And then from there, continuously increasing over time to provide value
0: how big is the entire collection
1: the entire collection is 50 for the moonlight owls i think there is only like 13 left uh the floor price i think is uh 0.06 or 0.08 here in a second i think um OpenC needs to fix it but like the last two that sold were 218 dollars or 291 dollars or 255 so the utilities that you get into this when we come into the new year is going to be great because what i'm doing within the metaverse and how um and if you holders can can get a lot of value from this
0: what made you decide to do such a limited collection i know like the yeah a lot of people will do 10k but i know that's generative art is it more of the time restriction in order to create um, each individual owl, or is it something that you wanted to make a little bit more personal for
1: the holders? Um, I wanted to do a smaller collection. This is my first collection, right? I don't want to spend a, a huge amount of time and effort on something that I didn't know could work, right? So I thought it was appropriate for me to dive in. This is only my second month, right? My dive in and to make a small enough collection where I feel comfortable creating it And then I don't know if you guys know, importing individual one-by-ones NFTs are pretty hard because you have to make sure all the properties are right, the settings are right, all the hidden content is correct. So I wanted to make sure I have a good collection and it's a a strong collection, but it's also kind of like a limited collection as well, too, because this is my very first collection that I'm ever putting out. So it needs to be a little bit intimate. And then each each nft holder really plays a part in the creative house uh because i'm asking them for feedback right i'm asking them what they think about this or about metaverse projects and they're kind of oh you say they're kind of voting but they're also kind of helping me create the creative house brand as well too
0: what made you decide to go metaverse or some other route like a, a game or some other sort of utility <sighs>
1: Um honestly it was it, it came up on 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 Google just to be fair and I was doing my research and I checked out Decentraland and I saw kind of the prices and and I didn't want to bring people into a metaverse where it was going to cost a lot of money and you have to buy money for t-shirts and you know you have to buy your characters because that would add up I wanted to have a fair community where people can come in enjoy the metaverse but without being uh, Cost-effective tourism, right? Um, I think that was my my big choice of why I chose spatial instead of these other metaverses.
0: So, going into the merchandise, you're going to create a merchandise uh, apparel collection for people, correct?
1: <laughs> yes. So, uh, if you guys don't know, uh, I created the Creative Alice clothing line. I think it was Sunday what I wanted to do is get more utility for, for my holders, right? Uh, people love the artwork and what I'm doing with it and, and they love the brand. And one of the questions what people were kind of playing around, they had stickers, but why don't I just stand up my own online store and allow the collectors for them to buy, right. And allow other collector, other people to actually buy their owls as digital art prints for themselves too. Uh, so that that's where that came into play to add some utilities to my holders. And then as once I hit all 50, um, once I hit all 50 that are sold, Everybody in who the holder is going to get a a free merch drop uh, as well, too.
0: What type of elements are you going to start including into your metaverse? Are there going to be ways for people to interact with each other through, uh, let's say, music or uh, some type of game or uh, virtual meetups or conferences? What's the thought process?
1: Yeah. So another great question. So um what i'm doing in the metaverse is that what i'm trying to do is bring the content creators into the metaverse and i'm trying to create an experience for them and for people that are buying or just getting into the metaverse one of the great elements why i use spatial is because it connects with my web3 wallet and with my web3 wallet i'm able to actually bring my nfts into my metaverse and people are able to click on them and actually go buy them right then and there at the moment Spatial is only connected with ethereum which is Kind of sucks for me because i'm a polygon guy but over time they're going to switch over to the blockchain so it's going to allow more people to come in there have better experience be able to buy nfts but what i did about a month ago or not a month ago maybe two weeks ago is that we we threw an nft holiday party at spatial and this is the first time that i've ever done this and i had such a great support from the nft community and it was the first time spatial ever got their server pretty much you know, worked on, right? We were testing their load balancers because this is the first time they ever reached uh, max capacity in an event. And when you have that many people at their event, uh, it gets really exciting because there's a lot of people that are interacting that have never been inside the metaverse, right? But they're also experiencing it through a mobile tablet or a desktop or a VR set. So every device you're using to get into the metaverse is going to give you a different experience. Now you're talking about what things that, that we do in the metaverse. Well, one of the cool things that we did is that we had a treasure hunt game. Uh, Metaverse is going to be really big for for games in the future. But for what we did is that we did a treasure hunt game and we actually had an NFT artist that was actually having a big sale and creating NFT cookies. And what we did is that we hid his cookies around the, the gallery and we made people actually find them and take photos of them. And for them, they would get a free gift. Right. Or if you were to find Mega, a Mega Retro's potion and take a photo of it. Uh, it would actually, he would actually give you a free NFT. So we created treasure hunt games that allow content creators to be seen, allow people to have fun uh, and, and create more engagement within the metaverse. One of the most coolest things that we did in the metaverse is that we had a uh, actual selfie station, right? And the selfie station, it can be only uh, activated by a VR, somebody with a VR set. And what it is, is that you can actually jump in there as a group with your avatars and take selfies or take photos and actually send it to the group. So not only are you experiencing games, you're experiencing a new world, you're you're experiencing NFTs, but you're actually capturing those moments and photos and you're actually able to share it with your friends. So we had a lot of people that came in there with their groups come in at five or 10 at a time. And then they were so curious to figure out, but then they also got their photo and it created uh, an experience that they've never had before, right? Uh, Because you can take your photos in the real world, but now you can actually be doing it through your browser or your desktop or through a VR set with your friends. And that's the whole thing about the metaverse coming into the new year is having new experiences with your friends and being able to do some of the things you can do in the real world, but also in the digital world.
0: Have you spoken to any other projects that uh, you might collaborate with or add into your metaverse?
1: So I've actually yes. So I think we've got so we've got a Polygon showcase metaverse coming uh, January 22nd and I already had 88, eight eight sorry, 80 Polygon artists already signed up. So I'm collaborating with all of them. So it's kind of like the biggest collaboration you're ever going to see really. And what we're going to do is that we're going to have a metaverse, not one, but two metaverse rooms connected to one long kind of chain where people can actually hop around through the two two different metaverses for the NFT community. Uh, We're looking to get a poet to actually come up and talk about his poetry because he's selling it through the NFT. We've got 3D artists that are actually putting their 3D work. Shout out to Rich. Uh, We have artists that are doing the, the regular pixel art or their painted art. Uh, and then we're trying to get some music actually people to actually come in to and perform live right so it's a different variations of of NFTs that are going to try to come in so that's kind of actually like my biggest collaboration that's that's probably ever going to happen is 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 going to be happening on January 22nd
0: is the poet omar
1: yes it is omar yeah omar came in and uh, he reached out to me and he said hey you know i i haven't dropped any 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 NFTs I'm going to mint them soon and i said well this is a perfect opportunity for a new content creator to come into the metaverse in front of nft artists and actually share your project and and, you know kind of be vulnerable right but you're also doing it not in person but in the metaverse a whole new experience for him
0: yeah omar's a pretty cool guy i've been talking to him in DMs, so i'm glad that you were able to uh, get in contact with him and
3: you know him, give him a little
0: bit of an introduction to the nft community because he's very green so that's really humble of you man that's awesome
1: yeah and and you know we also have artists like i have grandma right i don't know if you guys know who grandma is grandma you know has been creating uh turtles for a while and you know i feel like she kind of lacks some of the exposure uh so w- what i've told her is that hey Give me a PNG version of it and let's make that the treasure hunt game. Let's see who can find all the turtles, right? Because she's always giving away stuff and doing stuff for the community. It's time for somebody to step up and give her something back. So this is an opportunity where I have the platform to do it. And this is this is what I'm all about. It's creating creating other leaders in different spaces and bringing up people all in the same level.
0: So when I walk, uh, you actually have your roadmap set up right in your metaverse, in, in your spatial that's how I was able to find out some stuff mm. about the project. <laughs> now, when I logged in to go into that, I was character similar to like you would see on The Sims. Now, if I was to purchase a creative owl, would I be able to upload myself as an owl into your metaverse?
3: No,
1: so, that, so that's the crazy thing. Spatial is free. You can actually go in there and, and download your photo and your avatar will be created. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars to buy your NFT character anymore. You can actually experience the metaverse now live without paying an arm a leg and and that's that's my goal here is to bring people that are never been to the metaverse into a metaverse and check it out because people get turned off by the price points of how expensive it is and, and everybody should have have a chance to get a ticket to the party right so that's that's why i pick spatial it's free uh, i do have private rooms that if you're an nft holder you can only get into right and i actually have uh an nft uh sorry a a metaverse architect that's actually creating these for me because now we're creating custom ones
3: uh
0: i'm not so familiar with um you know metaverse creation and stuff like that now if I sound like a dummy asking this question, please excuse me. But are there are there concerns with things like bandwidth when you're running a metaverse project?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's another great question. So you have to kind of see what the metaverse room can hold in actual like memory, right? How much does it take for it to load up, right? How many objects, right? And also how strong is the server in the metaverse for it to pick up load balance up the server if there's more users coming from all over the world uh yes so there is there's something to look out for you just want to make sure that your room is not too heavy you don't have all these 3d objects all over the place all over the place because that does take a lot of memory and just like you go on any website right uh you don't if you go to a website that has a, a image that's hasn't been compressed it's always going to take longer for it the, the browser for it to render that goes everywhere so you always want to keep that in mind when you're creating a metaverse or you're adding stuff into your gallery
0: See, I learned something today, so that makes me happy. I, See, I'm not I'm not afraid to ask questions. I don't pretend like I know everything. Yeah,
1: and I don't know everything either, man. I think having these open discussions and always, you know, allowing people to participate, I think that's how we all learn in, inside this community.
4: What's up, Aiden? What's going on? So, I just want to say, yeah, I I went in uh, his metaverse uh, last night and explored around, and um, it's wonderful. It's a beautiful experience. <laughs> Um, and I uploaded, you know, a couple of my, um, my objects, my NFTs that, um, you know, it, you, with the digital files, it took like a couple seconds, um, to do, and they were super high quality. And if you look up in the pinned post, you'll see, I posted a picture, um, creative owls took a selfie, <laughs> and, while we were in the metaverse and you can see like that the that i think that's like probably it's a million triangles that that uh stormtrooper so it's like you know there is some bandwidth issue, like there might be bandwidth issues but like um you're not gonna run into that really with his metaverse that he's he built
1: Right. so so elon this is a perfect example of, of why i'm bringing this to the community rich has been creating 3d arts and scanning right and he has I, I don't know if he has or hasn't had a chance to bring it into the metaverse or actually get to see his actual artwork the size of him Not right yet. no
4: that was the first time it was
1: really exactly it was yeah so then He can actually see how his project looks like in the metaverse and then he can start making tweaks to adjustment to make sure it's even better so then when he goes to sell it or you know he's thinking about marketing he knows what to think about because it's actually in the metaverse and that goes for everybody's art that you're bringing in uh, especially if you're doing 3d art right how is it going to look like in the metaverse compared to how it's going to look like on openc so those are the things that you need to start thinking about now as we're we're creating for 2022 is your artwork compatible for the metaverse
0: so if somebody like, let's say, Sleepy Pirates or DigiBuds down there uh, mm-hmm. wants to get into your metaverse, could they translate their 2D art with uh, very simply into 3D art and have it in your metaverse? Or would they have to go through some sort of scanning project like Aiden does? Uh, I,
2: that's like
1: up on, on them. I usually just get the files from, from the artists. A lot of the artists just kind of say, here's the OBJ file. Uh, here you go. Uh, and that's how I get them. I don't actually grab them and convert them myself. That's I'm, that's not my realm. I'm not going to say that. But DigiBuds is actually in my metaverse already. And I'm actually a DigiBuds holder.
0: <laughs> DigiBuds are one of my favorite people.
1: Yeah, they got a really creative project. And I, don't, I know they worked really hard on, uh, on their website a couple of weeks ago. And I think they launched December 14th. So shout out to DigiBuds.
0: So have you spoken to any hardware companies and possibly decided to do a partnership with any hardware companies?
1: Um, no, no comment on, no comment on, on my sponsorships and what I have going on right now. That's, uh, everything's under wrap until, uh, next couple of months and paper, paperwork is signed.
4: All right. Cool. So, uh,
0: we'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Yep. Uh, do you have any plans to do anything like, uh, NFT art galleries in your metaverse?
1: Yeah. So, um, I already have one in the Moonlight Owls. That's the first gallery I created. The second one, it was the NFT holiday party. That was another gallery where we had about 45 artists. And again, what we talked about a little bit earlier was the Polygon Community Showcase. Uh, What I'm trying to do, if, if it's possible, is to get 150 Polygon artists into the metaverse with their artwork and have it being featured by Spatial on their explore tab, get it being talked about in the press and and get some eyes on on the polygon community and and that's where that's where i kind of come into play and and, and i want to kind of hold the flag for us is to bring all these artworks all these creators into one marketplace or into one arena and watch the magic that happens and it's so fun to see content creators connecting with each other because you find a lot of people that think the same way and you have a lot of ai artists that get conne- that get connected or you know pixels that get like and then a lot of collaborations start happening one of the best things that I've seen by doing these galleries, Elon, is that you never know who's going to come in. Uh, we had a guy that had hello followers. I'm not going to drop his name that actually came in and checked it out. We had venture capital guys that came in started asking questions about how they can put their projects or how can they run their ads on here as well, too. So it, it's it, the galleries are are going to kind of continue throughout the year. We're going to do 2022 uh, upcoming projects. We're going to do awards ceremonies. We're going to have uh, voting as well, too, where people can actually vote on a website to figure out what is their best project, who's the best polygon artist, uh, who's, who has the best collaboration of the year. And th- those are the things that I want to build with e- within these events and get more sponsorships and get more support uh, so we can continue building these awesome metaverse rooms and designing them to the future.
4: Go ahead, Eden. I just want to say <clears throat> this isn't just like a Web2 thing, right? um to sign in to make my account i used i had to use my metamask it's web 3 compatible It's, it's, it's really cool
1: hell yeah
0: how did you go about deciding what your floor price was going to be when you started the project
1: um i think i wanted to start up slow uh because on my roadmap probably i haven't shared this with my roadmap uh if you are an nft holder right If you bought the first one through 10, you got 1% of my upcoming project that I cut coming on. If you got 11 through 20, you get 0.5, and then it trickles down to the last 50 version. So it's like, it should have been the other way. The the first one should have been the most expensive, but I did it the opposite way because I wanted to get people to buy into my project. So my next project that I have going on, uh, I have everybody's wallet, uh, their address ready to tie in. So when I get my developer for my next series, uh, when all my sales come in, everyone who who bought an NFT or bought my Moonlight Owl is going to get a certain percentage uh, for the next project.
0: Yeah, you stole my next question with that one, but we're going to yep. continue the roadmap then. It said 11.1% of future proceeds uh, of your Creative owls is going to be distributed. What, what does that mean? Does that mean like royalties or initial sales? How is this supposed to work?
1: yeah for sale so my next collection uh if anybody if one of them sells depending on what number you have that determines the percentage that you're going to get into uh the next project okay. and i'm happy i'm happy you brought that up because i'm pretty quiet about my my roadmap uh because i want you to come find it for you to actually get interested in it
0: well that's my job to find these things
1: yeah great job man kudos to you and i don't even know if my nft holders even know that like you, actually, you guys are getting percentage uh, of the next royalty for the next project. And that's why I'm I'm pricing it at where I'm at, because I know the value that I'm going to be bringing to the community and start hitting even more. I mean, it's just going to add more value, more visibility to being an owl collector.
0: Now, is the next project you're going to do, is it going to be a, a Gen 2 project with owls as well, or you can't really talk about that?
1: Um. So it, it's, it's, so I have like a small side collaboration project that I want to do uh, with a female artist around AI next, which is going to be a smaller collection again. But I think the next big one where I have like my, my solo Moonlight Owls, I think that's going to be around March. And that's going to be I think another it's going to be 100 or 150 a set of moonlight owls and that's going to be all connected with a, a smart contract so then when the purchases get made it distributes the money automatically to my account holders
0: i like the fact that you're keeping the the collection size a lot smaller
1: yeah i can't uh you know you it, it's for a one-man band uh, you, having a thousand three thousand collection uh it's pretty hard man and not only that like we're human right we need time to recharge we need time to do things i can't handle a twitter a discord goodness uh instagram my website uh artwork all by myself right so i have to kind of prioritize some of the things and scale back along the way eventually i would love to have my moonlight out to be a part of the team and and utilize them and then maybe in the future create generated art or do something like that but for right now my goal is to keep it small Keep it really uh, inclusive where it's, it's a really tight group. And then from there, start building out. But again, I want to ask my elves and he, see how they feel comfortable about that as well, too, because they're the ones kind of giving me ideas or, or kind of supporting me along the way. Because a lot of these collectors have been in this game for a while. right? I have a, a Blue Gabay. I have a boss um, a boss who's actually a collector. I have Matty who's a collector. I have a lot of people that have been in the game, so they're kind of helping me kind of structure the brand along the way.
0: So towards the bottom of your roadmap, it talks about the Owl's Nest. Can you go into a little bit of an explanation of what the Owl's Nest is going to be?
1: Yeah, so um, the Owl's Nest is going to be a few of them. So what it is, is going to be a custom, like a custom metaverse just for the Owls, where you have to be an NFT holder for you to get in. Right now, we have that as the private room, uh, and we're working to make it to be more custom, right? So when you go in there, it's just like my own your own discord really where we have our own pin tweets and we actually have our own meetings in the metaverse. Uh, One of the coolest things that you can do with Spatial is actually screen share, right? You can, I can actually share my screen in the metaverse. So we're going to be doing training. We're going to be talking about projects. uh, We're going to be bringing the metaverse, uh, not only to the Moonlight Owls nest, but into other uh, metaverses as well too, because one, one of the big goals that we want to do is have live shield or live spaces in the metaverse too. So you can hop in with your Oculus or you can listen in on Twitter at the same time.
0: Does somebody need to have uh, a VR setup or a PC in order to access your metaverse or can they do it on their smartphone?
1: Great, great question. Yeah, so what's really nice about the Spatial, uh, they have a mobile app that you can work on a tablet. You can actually do it through your desktop or your laptop or you can do it through a VR set. And every one of those devices is gonna give you a different experience every single time. Because when you're in a VR set, you're seeing things that look like 30 foot tall ceilings, right? Uh, When you're on your cell phone, you know, you're gonna see it as small, but you're gonna be able to kind of bounce around. And in the very beginning, it's a little bit tricky uh, to kind of navigate. And that happens with, With every new application that you try, it takes a little bit of tries to kind of get the how to go forward, how to go back. But then once you get comfortable and you understand it, then it gets easier to kind of move around.
0: What's been the most successful approach for you to build your community?
1: My most successful approach uh, is to build the community is to to build my community with the community uh, that way. So um, I, I like to build things with the community because it's going to be for the community. So we have a Twitter space that we actually interact with the community and that helps build my community and get people more involved in my project and to know what I'm doing.
0: All right. Let's talk about your Twitter spaces. Uh, You, you host a weekly Twitter space. Uh, You, I think you, you do two days a week, right? With, uh, with Megadown. Can you talk a little bit about your spaces that you guys run.
1: Yeah. um So, Mega and i let me give you a little backstory. Mega and I met at a, at a at a Twitter space, and he was this—I think he had like four people in his Twitter space, and we were just kind of vibing. And I think I just went to like through, and the times were the times were pretty much the same. But I had some downtime, and I connected with him, and I realized, man, this guy's a—he's got a good attitude. He's positive. Uh, he's got a good vibe. Let me see if I can reach out to him because I want to start, you know, educating people as well too. I have a, a good good background in marketing, communications, thought leadership, uh, business development. So connecting with him was really easy because he was, he was ready to work and he had a goal to be really good at something. So connecting with him was really easy. And then we figured out a plan where, hey, let's actually educate the community uh, and talk about real projects. Because everyone I've seen for a while was just talking about shielding and projects and it got kind of a little bit boring for me but I feel like if we could educate people people will get more value and they would want to hang out more or give us more feedback along the way so we created the mega creative show where we actually talk about nft uh, projects we talk about marketing community insights and how do you become a better nft artist along the way so some of the, the the Twitter spaces that we talked about like today is how to shield right Uh, How do you shield your project? And we help people that have never come up and actually help them how to shield the project and give them an outline or support system for them to get better. We did the next one we have is Friday how to create your 2022 goals. Uh, You know, I really I'm a strong believer in goals. And if you don't have goals when you're getting into the space, especially in 2022, when things are going to get really hot, you're going to get blown away. So it's really good to educate people and give them give them a head start, uh, because what's the point of me having all this information if I can't share it? And I believe as an educator, if you ever have the opportunity to teach, you should always take advantage of it because I get so much back from the community being like, thank you so much for breaking this down for me. I learned so much more uh, here than I did in school or thanks, thanks for using my project as an analogy. Uh, along the way. So we've been doing these Twitter spaces from Tuesdays and Fridays from 11 a.m. to about like 1.30, 2 o'clock. The engagement is through the roof. Uh, we get so much positive vibes. There's people in there that have never spoken before. There's people that have been in the space before. And what it's doing, we're actually attracting a lot of like like people in the space. So we're all, it's like an ecosystem of education because people are coming in and dropping hits and talking about how they sell their project or how they're being successful. And we're all learning along the way. We actually did actually just dropped our merch for the Mega Creative uh, the Mega Creative Show uh, last week. And then Friday, we're going to be announcing our first uh, sponsor in the Mega Creative Show.
0: I know this sounds kind of crazy, but I kind of plan my day around people's twitter spaces now i have you guys uh from 11 till 1 and then i have you know dave and beluga they're on two to four then the digibuds they do their tuesday therapy sessions uh you know boss met is in there running the show too i mean it's it's like i i feel like i i'm in twitter spaces like i would base myself around watching television shows when i was younger and i get a lot <laughs> out of it for real like it's It's so cool, the community that, um, you know, the people in these spaces are building and how we all kind of vibe off each other. And everybody has a little bit of a different touch to their show, which is cool because it's not the same repetitive stuff over and over again. It's not two hour show session like everybody kind of has their own little niche, but we all kind of look out for each other as well.
1: Yeah, man. So, you know, I I think you've been on the show twice. You know, uh, what have you gotten back? What have you learned so far? with being in the mega creative show or just kind of listening in so far.
2: Well,
0: you guys do a much more, um, educational. Um, it's almost like a teaching session for people. So I, I learned, I learn a lot of different stuff from you guys on a daily basis. I can't really pinpoint exact things, but you know, it's, it's more like just be yourself, get up there and talk and don't be shy. Um, you know, there's a lot of support out there and, you know the community got everybody's back and there's no stupid questions here i mean i i come from a i used to work in a retail management industry and we were always told you know there's no such thing as a stupid question there's a ton of stupid fucking questions in, in retail believe me but you know like we <laughs> the way we vibe you know because everybody's learning so we kind yeah. of have like a really good flow and I just I I don't know I enjoy it. Like I wouldn't show up if I didn't enjoy it, you know?
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. And and that's some of the feedback that we're getting from people. People are learning and we're having people that uh that never been up as a speaker come up as a speaker because they tell me they feel comfortable, right? They feel comfortable for us coming up. And we really try to be really good active listeners. And that's really the hard thing as being a a Twitter host space uh host is actually being an active listener and actually giving good feedback or actually you know, uh, listening to what they're saying and asking them questions, because sometimes people have a hard time expressing themselves or talking about their project. As a Twitter space host, whatever you want to call it, it's your responsibility to get it out of them and to educate everybody else along the way. And that's just my personal point of view.
0: Now, going back to your metaverse, have you decided to incorporate some sort of educational platform along the line? Because with the metaverse, you could really interact with people a little bit better than if we were just, you know, talking uh, here in Twitter spaces. You could actually do something more hands on. So uh, maybe something to the effect of teaching people how to run a metaverse or maybe just something simple like teaching somebody how to set up a meta map. Are you considering doing something like that in your metaverse?
1: um there is we do have some talks of doing some training uh right now i kind of want to focus on some of my nft holders a lot of my nft holders are new or they want to get into the space so i want to take advantage of educating some of my my owls my nft holders and what i'll do is friday i'm actually releasing one of my my first metaverse studio where it's going to be open space for the polygon community and we have three stages and one stage is for you to actually put up your screen and actually share and educate people. So I think the things that we're going to talk about is marketing, right? I want to talk about what is branding and what is marketing and get make sure people understand the two differences. Uh, I think that's the first thing I want to do within the educational space because people are sometimes are having a hard time understanding the two. And I try to explain it as simple as possible. Branding is your reputation of what people think about you. And, and and when they you see your photo, they, they get a certain feeling, or they have a reputation about you. Your marketing is actually getting your your work, your artwork, to the right target audience, and being consistent. And and that's just my point of view. And those are the things that I want to teach to people that are want to get into the NFT space that don't know how to market, or just teach them to to, to create a roadmap, or teach them how to create a consistent game plan going into twenty twenty two. Especially if you like, I keep saying, is you're a solo artist. You know, you need to have a game plan so you can prioritize. All the things that you want to do so if so if you're secret or if you're mullet or if you're trevor down here or or michael down here or jeremy and you guys want to get more followers well what do you need to do to get more followers right you need to have a consistent plan but also have action items for that and those are the things that i'm trying to educate uh the people along the way that are getting into the nft space
0: what made you decide to go the polygon route
1: uh man it's about to blow up i'm letting you know right now polygon polygon has got so much potential it, it's it's fast it's easy it's lightweight it's getting adopted opera now picking it up uh i know there's draft kings are also going to be taking them as well too uh the whole crypto scene is just going to blow up i know the los angeles lakers just changed from staples center to crypto center i mean to crypto.com uh more and more companies are now starting to adopt it uh, the crypto. So it, it's just me finding a place where I can feel comfortable and build a community around it. Uh, and because I'm new to it, I d- wouldn't want to approach like Ethereum because I'm not so diverse into it. Where Polygon is still new, it's building and I can grow with it.
0: What type of future plans do you have for your community members?
1: Oh man, so much fire. <laughs> so much fire I mean we're gonna have events we're gonna get featured uh we're gonna be uh, there's just so much things that I have in mind uh but right now it's just to get the polygon showcase ready to go I don't want to talk about too much future things I'm just focused on the polygon showcase right now we have 80 artists already signed up uh that blew my expectation already so just continue doing events keep allowing content creators and giving them a platform uh into the metaverse and and, and for more people to see their artwork
0: So when somebody decides to sign up for your, your polygon event that you have coming up, what, what do they have to do? What's going to be their, um, their part that they're going to be taking in the event? And how's it really going to be run from start to finish? If you could go into that.
1: Yeah, great question. So this, this is some breaking news to you guys here. So right now, it's that I'm, I'm, getting, I'm going through all the list of artists and ones that have already been there as well, too. And I'm trying to figure out what artwork goes where. If you're AI, I put it over there. But hold on, let me go back to the question. How do you sign up? Was that the first question? You yeah, know? How,
0: do you get, how do you get involved in it?
1: Okay, perfect. If you guys want to get involved, I put a pin tweet up there, or you can go to my website. We can all do it together right now. www.creativeowals.io i'll wait and under there you can go ahead hit what we do and under events it shows some of the events that i already have listed already and underneath the event section there's a form for you to fill out if you're a polygon artist i already have some ethereum folks try to squeeze in there but we caught you uh, and and you just fill out that information and, and actually go through it and i validate validate you and give you like a color code on my excel sheet so when i start putting the room together i know what segment to put you in as well too when the event starts happening we're going to open the event at uh the event right now is it's open live so i'm going to keep it open right now you can actually find it through my new year's eve metaverse but we're going to start we're going to open up the first metaverse gallery at seven o'clock right that's going to be the first one then at 745 i'm going to open up the second portal for the second metaverse for the other artists as well too and if we get 150, we could have three portals of three metaverses open. And depending on depending on how I feel, we might throw a after-party metaverse uh, room where it's kind of decorated in, in party and music. And people can just ex- kind of bounce around with your crew and check out what the metaverse is all around and not just stay stuck in, in one area.
0: So if somebody's a new artist and they're gonna start minting, uh, what is the biggest benefit that they would have for going the polygon route versus the Ethereum route?
1: Ah, uh, that's a tough question. Uh, from just for my personal, I, I, I'm a big polygon community guy. I think the polygon community is fantastic. And I think there's, there's a lot of space for you to actually shield your project in the polygon community where I feel where I personally feel you get a lot of support and a lot of people collaborating on. So if you're starting off and you know, you, you don't know, you know, how your project is going to turn out, you know, start off with Polygon, see how that works out for you. Check out the community. And if you feel that, you know, your project needs to get a boost and you want to go somewhere else, go ahead, try Ethereum. Um, But I did vice versa. I tried Ethereum and I realized, hey, this wasn't for me. This can get kind of pricey, especially if I'm starting off and I'm creating a brand. I don't want to make a, I want people to like my project, but them not have friction with my price point. Right. Uh, So that's, that's, that's my advice. If if you're coming into the space as a new artist, uh, see what see what what is your goal, right? Is your is your goal to get into big Ethereum projects? Is your project going to be a big Ethereum project, right? Uh, mine wasn't. Mine wasn't. Mine was going to be a small project. So uh, I, I thought the platform for me would work as Polygon, and I've been very successful uh, with with the blockchain I selected.
3: Yeah. Go ahead, sleepy pirates. Uh, I just wanted to ask that, what are your thoughts about the Rarible platform?
1: I don't know what, what, what you're talking about.
3: <laughs> Rarible, uh, you can just use Tezos to buy NFTs, etc.
1: Oh yeah, I don't I don't mess with the Rarible. I'm just on OpenSea. So I, I only have
2: OpenSea uh, knowledge.
0: So one big benefit I think that Polygon has, if you're a new artist and you're really trying to get your name out there, or if you're just starting, or if you just want to be nice to somebody, you have a huge advantage of being able to airdrop people at a very, very low uh, low cost to yourself. Um, whereas on Ethereum, it's just not really feasible at times.
1: Oh man, it gets expensive. I mean, I bought, I actually, I invested in a project in Ethereum not too long ago, and I think I bought three NFTs, and it was about $800. I mean, gas and everything included. And I'm not going to name the project. You guys can find it. But I'm kind of hesitant to ever doing that shit again. Uh, That was expensive, you know. Uh, So one thing is that, you know, before you spend a lot of money in Ethereum projects and you're paying a lot of dollars on gas, do your research. uh, Get to know the creator. Ask some questions. Uh, Don't get the FOMO effect of buying it. Uh, cause I'm learning along the way too, um, you know, what things I should invest in, but gas fees add up quickly, guys, especially if you're going to be in this space for a while, uh, boss can tell you herself. I mean, the gas fees add up.
2: What's up, Mega? You have something? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Um, I just, I really yeah, appreciate this guy, creative owls. I don't, I don't, I never saw you before, but you know, I like the content and, <laughs> <laughs> No, I just uh, I I really appreciate you coming up and sharing a lot about um, your thoughts on on things, but I I was driving so I kind of had to tune out for the last like 10 minutes or so. Um, But I I guess my question to you Owls is Hmm. where do you see the metaverse in the next six months? Like from now, like where do you see like the biggest shift or kind of like the coolest type of change that that might start taking place within our NFC communities? Mm Well, we all of
1: us I hear spend a lot of time on the internet and browsing the internet, checking your Twitter. I think in the future, in the next five months, we're going to be doing all that inside the metaverse.
2: Nice. Yeah. I mean, uh, I feel like a lot of uh, VR sets are definitely getting to be a lot more affordable. Um, is, there one, is there any specific ones that you recommend for those who are getting into it?
1: <laughs> great question. See you out here giving me layups. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm an Oculus Quest guy and uh, if you guys go to creativeowls.io uh, I got a little ref- affiliate li- affiliate link for you. You get $60 off your Oculus uh, for the next, I think, last three or four days. We get $60 off. Oculus are around $285 or so. Uh, $60 will definitely help you guys out as you guys want to get into the metaverse and, and getting to uh, virtual reality. So. Uh, I'm 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 an Oculus guy, so that's that's my that's my free paid free paid promo for you guys, Oculus. If you guys are hearing.
0: <laughs> so let's say somebody purchases one of your owls. Let's say yep. they purchase AL number two. All right. So AL number two has one percent equity uh, connected to it. That person decides to go and sell AL number two on Open Does that one percent equity get transferred over into the new wallet? Yeah. OK, so that's a very simple answer. Yeah, because I, I was just curious how it's going to work, because I know like certain projects once, you, you know, because you're like an OG member, um, that's just something like a benefit that would die with that particular uh, piece. So I wasn't sure if that equity if that equity would get transferred over into the new ownership. So that's good to know. Are you there or did I get rubbed? I hear
2: you. Okay. Creative you there? He might have got rugged. Did I cause the rug? I think the rug. Alright. Uh, yes, uh,
4: wait. Who got rugged? Wait.
2: Creative got rugged. I can did make you... believe to be him for a little bit if you want me to. <laughs> <right>. Hey guys. <laughs> So until he
0: comes back, uh, let's talk about your your show that you guys are having. It's it's Monday through Friday, but he's on air with you on what Tuesday and Friday.
2: So it started off with me doing my own thing um, every weekday at eleven a.m. Eastern Standard Time for for spaces. But um, once Owls and I met and started talking more and stuff like that, we decided to take a couple of those days and, and just gear it specifically towards our, our collaborative type of space. So every Tuesday and so Monday to Friday, I'm I'm live 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, but Tuesday and Friday of those days is when we do the mega creative time, uh, the, the mega creative show where we're a lot more focused and, um, you know, more specific with what we're doing, more educational based, just to kind of give back to the community, teach different people, different things. The last one we did was, uh, how to run your own, uh, how to run your own, uh, Twitter space. And so just sharing those different types of tips and tricks for people to be able to um, really kind of be in a better place when they're, when it comes to leading their communities and to building a community to start with too. So um, it's, it's just been really cool just to experience that. And Owls has been such a solid guy that, you know, I ran into. He's very determined, very uh, inspiring when it comes to his visions, as far as like what he sees as uh, the potential to happen for things. And I mean, our growth numbers have definitely spoken for that as far as just following kind of his mentality when it comes to, uh, the brand, the branding of it and then also the marketing and just really kind of getting things rolling with it. Um, this Friday, we're actually excited to announce our our very first sponsor and we're only, that'll only be our sixth episode. So it's really cool. (laughs) Only three weeks in and, uh, just being able to, to be in that type of place and then, um, the amount of messages we get from people just saying that they appreciate, you know, just having a space where, the, where there's a lot of teaching involved, um, that they're learning a lot. And it's just, it's awesome, you know, just being able to hear that and and feel good, good about that.
0: All right, he's back. How was your rock, sir?
1: <laughs> the Magic card ride. That's why if you guys don't know I, I need to pin that I, I created a t-shirt that says I got rug guys it's, can someone mega can you please pin that for me Oh man yeah, Twitter but... spaces yeah so you asked the question is what happens if someone changes like their or sells their their owls right?
0: Yeah, so if if the ownership gets transferred, does the equity also get transferred? Uh, Just for that
1: project, uh, just for that project or for that equity, uh, because every single project is going to have a new smart contract. And the way that we're going to do it is if you understand programming, what we'll do is that we'll set a variable depending on the ID of the owl, and then we'll create a variable and it'll connect to the wallet address. So if the wallet address changes, then the variable will automatically change in the contract.
0: All right. So since you're both up here, uh, here's a question I have for you guys. Uh, As I was telling you earlier today, uh, starting in the new year, both Aiden and myself, we're going to kind of switch the format on Tuesdays and we're going to just kind of have an open mic session on Tuesday. I don't even know how long we're going to run it. We'll probably run it for five hours for all I care. uh, That's a lot, man. Yeah, whatever. Aiden's a trooper. I'm a trooper. We we can handle it. So we're we're gonna just run this thing as long as we can. And people come in and just chill your project. And then we'll probably just talk about stupid stuff for a little bit until the next person chills their project. My question for you guys: How frequently do you guys deal with trolls? Because in in our space here, <laughs> it's, it's pretty much just me and and the the guest. And I might bring up a person here or there to uh, to talk to the people. I don't get any trolls in here for the most part, and I probably jinxed myself by saying that. But how frequently do you guys deal with trolls? Uh,
1: So trolls are everywhere, right? And uh, we keep our Twitter space pretty tight. And uh, we I think learning from Rich is to mute the shit out of anybody who gets out of line. (laughs) And uh, but we haven't had a chance to do that. I think our rooms have been completely respectful. Everybody who comes in there actually has a pen and paper and they're taking notes. They're not there to troll. And uh, my community is so strong that, you know, they'll let me know if someone's being a troll or something's coming up. I actually got a message today. From somebody in my community warning me about a a person that is trying to get into my project and for me for me to keep my eye out. So, a lot of the community kind of lets me know ahead of time where people are trolling or, or trying to be a part of the project. Uh, one of the first trollings that happened is that right after I launched my Moonlight Owls and I started making s- some 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 coin, uh, I had not one but two fake accounts on OpenSea pop up. Not one but two fake accounts with Moonlight House, uh, and I was I, I was I didn't even know somebody in my community told me that somebody was trolling me and was creating a fake account. Uh, so what I did is that I told my community, I told some of my leaders, and within 24 hours we had not one but both of them taken it down. So I don't know if you guys ever know, it usually takes about a week or a month for people to get your account taken and down. Uh, so the fact that my community is so strong to dealing with trolls, I don't have to worry about that because I know my community's got my back. Is it going to happen? Of course. You know, am I prepared for it? Of course. But at the end of the day, uh, we all have to kind of keep our eye out for people that are trying to, you know, mess with our projects or you're going to try to interfere with all the good creating.
0: I'm looking forward to the trolls a little bit, to be quite honest with you. I like kind of toying with people.
1: Yeah, you guys, I saw you guys were getting some trolls actually in, in some of this space where people were just kind of bad-mouthing, but I don't want to talk about that tonight. I just wanted to, to say that don't worry about them, shit happens. And uh, I I heard a troll come in the room the other day and they were yelling and the host kept it cool. It was like, you know, he's like, all right, I'm going to let you get your attention and then we're going to give you some hundreds. And then the person was like, you know, we're just in our closet playing around and blah, 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 and kind of trolled them back and forth. So it's going to happen. You know, we're going to be prepared for it. So we got we got the the mute all and how to block people. So it's going to happen. We're prepared. Mega.
2: Go ahead, Mega. Yeah, I would say uh, I've definitely been in spaces where um, you'll have somebody who comes up as a speaker and starts to make weird noises or just kind of be like annoying, you know, just to distract people. Um, and one of the, the ways I kind of get around do it, that happening. So if that was to happen, one of the ways I get around from that being too distracting is I don't add people into the conversation like add as a speaker while somebody's shilling or while, while somebody's in the middle of like a deep conversation, I do it more so in like kind of like the mix in between, you know, I'll add those people. So if they do act up or, or act dumb, it's not interrupting someone's, um, information and whatnot. Uh, but other than that, I think it's been pretty good. Because we do, I feel like also, depending on the type of space it is, if it's more of like just a relaxation chill, um, or like super, super serious, I feel like one of those other, one of those two, like people kind of find the satisfaction disrupting that. But, um, we've been trying our best to keep it as, as chill, but as informative and give back as possible. And I feel like people definitely perceive that really well when they feel like, um, there's something being given back. Uh, not that it has to be that or not the other spaces. Don't do that. But that's kind of my theory, I should say, I guess about ours.
0: I guess Al got rugged again.
2: Drop down. Maybe it's me. I definitely, as soon as I hopped in here, I started having issues. <laughs> yeah. So we're just, we're really excited to be able to just pour into the community. And um, we try to have different things and in, in set for protocol as far as like if people are acting up or, um you know people ask specific questions we already have kind of our own agreements between each other how we how we're gonna handle those things or like who handles what types of questions or um you know somebody has more of a business and type of question i always point them towards owl's website on his contact us uh portion and stuff like that um if it comes to like artwork and you know nft generation and stuff like that i'm always happy to help people with that myself but uh, I feel like we definitely are, are trying to champion each other's um, good parts, you know, as far as like our, our, our traits and our our uh, talents, and so we try not to get in each other's ways and try to respect each other's. Um, we want each other to shine, you know, without feeling like one of the others getting getting pushed away.
1: And, and Elon, honestly, we're having so much fun. I mean, if you've been inside our Twitter space, we're like we're laughing, we're geeking out. I mean. We, we have funny-ass artists that come up here and crack jokes and storytell and, story and, and kind of crack the ice because sometimes things get so serious when you're shielding. So it's awesome to have people come up and, and share their story or tell some bad jokes, really, and uh, kind of change the environment. And we play music during our spaces to kind of get the mood right and try to create the environment and the vibe for for the Twitter space. So... We're having a blast, man. And if you guys want to come check it out, we're going to be live Friday at 11 a.m. We're going to be going on NFT 2022 goals. Uh, I'll, I'll figure out how to pin it here in a second, but uh, definitely come check it out. If you guys want to see a little bit of how Ricky and, Bob, how Ricky and Bobby, you know, work work the mic at Tudor Space. So I definitely invite you guys to come check it out and uh, see what we're all about.
0: Yep, so uh, I know that you have a meeting that you said you had to get to. We're yep. at the top of the hour. I like being very punctual. Um, so I want everybody to check out the website. It's creativeals.io. Yep. Uh, if you want to tell us about the upcoming events you have and if you want to plug anything that I forgot to talk about, please feel free to do so now. up.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, we just want to thank you guys and thank you, everybody, for being here and taking some time out, getting to know me a little bit and what I'm bringing to the community. You know, you guys could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me and I appreciate that. Um, it's It's good to get my name out there. I'm new to this space. And uh, it's, good, it's good to educate people and, edu- and let people know what I'm doing and part of my project, because uh, that's how you actually grow within the community. Um, I think we talked about a lot about the metaverse today and what I'm building as well, too. So I actually invite you guys this Friday. We're having a New Year's Eve metaverse uh party going on. The link is actually in my bio. And if you're at home and you're stuck with COVID or your significant other went to bed at a certain time and you want to have fun, right, or meet some people, uh, this is an, this is the place to do it. And uh, we're going to have many of these events coming up. So take advantage of these. Come check out, see what we're doing, get involved, and see how you can be a part of the community or actually engage with the community and actually meet some really, really cool uh, content creators and artists that are actually leading the way for 2020 for all of us.
0: Well, you're awesome, man. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come talk with us.
1: Yeah, Elon. Uh, I I want to. Does anybody have any other questions? I I want to just answer three more questions and then uh, I'm going to skadoodle out the way. I can't believe I used the word skadoodle, but whatever. Uh, I'll I'll bounce out of here. I just wanted. If anybody has any questions, feel free to 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 ask around Metaverse or my project. Uh, if I don't know anything, I'm gonna let you know. Uh, I just don't want to, you know, confuse you guys.
3: Sleepy. Hey, Owls, you said uh, you didn't know about anything anything about minting process. Uh, so uh, I'm a new starter, and I guess I'm at the same point where you've been. So could you tell me a brief thing about this?
1: I'm I'm sorry, I'm a little bit confused about minting.
3: Yeah, yeah, minting, pre-minting, uh, using your website to get people mint their projects or yeah you know, yeah
1: so, about, yeah, uh, so I'll, I'll clear it up for you i don't mint at all on my website if you go to creativeouts.io it, it doesn't connect to a wallet you can't mint there so that's i just want to be clear there's no minting on my website i lazy mint so i manually upload and mint my nfts into my poly into my into my open c and that's how i mint them does that make sense
3: Yes, it does. Thank you. Okay,
0: cool. Anyone else have any questions before we wrap up?
1: Great question, by the way. I get that question a lot because a lot of people want to mint an owl. Uh, so eventually, we'll get there along the way. It's just got to understand the market, and I got to realize, you know, what I'm doing before I get to that next level. Uh,
0: my, my, uh, I have uh, three very quick, rapid questions. Uh, Can I have your uh, 12-word phrase, the street that you grew up on, and your favorite color?
1: Uh, You won't get the street that I grew up on. My favorite color is purple. Uh, What other question? Purple, what else?
0: Uh, Let's go mother's maiden name. Uh, Next. (laughs) 12-seed phrase? Oh, man. Yeah, so... uh... If nobody else has any questions, we'll just uh, wrap it up. And uh...
1: Yeah, I just want to thank you, Elon, for bringing me up here again. I really appreciate your space and your audience and, and Rich asking questions and, and, and Mega coming up here as well, too. And uh, what you're doing for artists, you're giving everybody a platform. So if you guys are interested to come up here, definitely reach out to Elon and, and make sure your your story's heard and your voice is heard. And that's how we're going to grow within a community because it allows me to be a better communicator. And it actually, actually allows Elon to be a, a better host as well, too. Cause, you know, he's getting really good at this, I can tell, right? From from 1 to, you know, 50, 75, uh, I think we're all going to get better as, as we keep doing these spaces and we'll keep building the community. That's it for me. I hope you guys have a good evening. Have a safe night, and uh, we will catch you guys later. Thank you, Elon.
0: Thanks, man. I'll see you guys probably tomorrow.